0: seriously not imagining things. It has gotten ridiculously expensive to eat. Oh yeah, and to fill your car with petrol, go out for dinner with friends, and pretty much everything else you could say. At this stage, it's expensive to simply exist. (laughs) But we already know all of this, right? Now, despite all of these price rises that we're seeing, you might also be hearing things like, well, inflation is dropping. Well, not exactly. While everyday expenses are increasing, like rent and food, the rate at which they're increasing is slowing. That's probably what's creating all these headlines. All in all, Em, um, it could get pretty confusing.
1: Yeah, it definitely can. And this is exactly what we will be talking about today. Welcome back to another episode of Clever Women Co., our podcast about all things business, career, female founders, and a little bit of finance every now and again. I'm Em Kaplan, and as always, I'm joined by my business bestie and co-host, Gal Crun. Hello, girl.
0: Hello. By
1: the way, this is our 12th episode now so crazy yeah so if you're enjoying the podcast we'd really appreciate if you support us Mm. it's really simple you just have to jump onto spotify in two clicks you can leave us a five star review and it really will help our show kind of get pushed out to new and wider audiences and
0: don't forget to hit the follow button even if you're not on spotify on any of your wherever you get your potties. yeah you
1: can do it on any of the podcasting platforms and as well you can come see us on socials message Mm. us send us a dm say hi yeah
0: We video record all of these episodes. Yeah. So you will see a lot of these snippets on TikTok and Instagram in particular. So come say hi. Yeah.
1: Engage with us in the content. We really love having conversations about the topics that we're covering. Yeah. And every once in a while, like we get a message about a topic that someone wants us
0: to cover Mm. and we get really inspired by that. Yeah,
1: very much so. So we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. But back to inflation. Well, the very worst of the health crisis caused by COVID-19 appears to hopefully be over, the economic consequences are still really being felt by global economies, Mm. Australia included. Inflation rates have shot up to record highs since the historic lows they were at prior to the pandemic. During lockdowns, the opportunity to spend money on things like travel and entertainment was abruptly cut back. Plus, interest rates were low, so mortgage repayments were even lower.
0: Yeah, and the Australian government at the same time injected money into the economy as we would have heard through stimulus payments to kind of avoid a depression type recession from occurring. Yeah. Now, many governments, not just Australia, took a similar path to these payments, but the bailout in Australia was probably one of the most generous in the world. Now, this resulted in many households kind of amassing a lot of savings. In fact, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia estimated that Australian households amassed two hundred and forty. Billion in excess savings by the end of 2021. And so, with lockdowns being over, it really seemed like the demand for goods and services really shot up, but It's not the only thing making things expensive and causing inflation. You know, it's not entirely accurate that it's just supply chain issues that we're hearing about, but we'll go all into this in the episode.
1: So join us in this episode as we dive into all things inflation, what it is, where it's coming from, who's most affected by it and what you can do about it. But before we get started, there's just something that I wanted to share because it was a bit of like a moment where I interacted with Australian fame and I have to make mention to it. So I was at work drinks just last week with some of my colleagues and one of my colleague went up to the bar to get a few of us some drinks mm. and he couldn't carry all of them back to where we were sitting and my drink was delivered to me by somebody else and that oh my person God, ended up being Andy Lee like no hey no way Andy. yeah he was how so, random so random but I I looked at my colleague across the um who was like sitting opposite me and we both just like cons- like nodded to each what other did like, you do? Was, well I I it was just thank- I just said thank you, but like but did I was you start- not, like,
0: did you? As he's walking with the drink, do you notice that it's him? Or I only, just as, as he's, he's leaning to
1: put the drink down, I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind Andy of Lee.
0: overwhelming in the
1: moment. Very you're like, Wait, what? But then, so then I was making a joke that, like, Andy Lee's my waiter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andy Lee, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. there might be a career opportunity here.
1: Seriously, no, but I, I didn't want to also make a scene because, like, imagine being someone who's like a local, famous mm. person. Like, as in, it probably would have been nice to be like, oh, hey, Andy. Like, and how you know are you what? Going? At the end of the day, he probably knows
0: that you know who he yeah, is. Like, he I really knows. need to hear it. Oh, you're Andy Lee. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah,
1: exactly. But they must get it all the time. It's one part of being a face in public that I don't. I'm not envious of. Mm. That's
0: just so random.
1: Yeah, I wanted to tell you about it, but I've been keeping it secret all week to tell you on the podcast. It's really hard because, like, we go on walks or, like, we chat out of work. And, and I'm like, like, I'm watching a great show, but I'm not going to tell you about I it because that's my recommendation but for then the week. That's the whole thing with our friendship. We usually tell each other, like, things for everything. That we're, everything. So it's hard to kind of gatekeep yes. <laughs> information for the podcast. I literally watched an
0: incredible show and waiting, movie. I'm still and waiting I'm still waiting I it. it to it's you. It's one yet. of the
1: recommendations in the
0: coming weeks. So You'll yeah. we'll have to stay tuned. Speaking of recommendations, recommendations today we're going to do another one of those business features we've done it once on the pod before mm. where we introduce a female-led business australia-based obviously and we kind of just tell you guys about it on the pod because i think the whole ecosystem of women supporting women in business is so important especially yeah to es- do that
1: especially in australia as well like yeah. there's so many incredible australian female-founded businesses and also the whole point of clever and something that we loved you know even when we started is
0: we love female founder stories Mm. as you guys can already tell probably from this podcast existing it's how we
1: started it's how
0: we started and we we said this last time we did a business feature but this is something that we used to do on our TikTok when we didn't have a podcast and we would introduce different businesses and not just talk about the products they're making but the incredible female founders behind these
1: brands the brains behind the brands so do you want to introduce this one this weekend I absolutely do Okay, so this week we wanted to highlight a female-founded business called Folia. Mm. What Sophie does is she reverse-engineers scents. So it's a fragrance brand and she kind of wanted to bring different scents from different locations around Melbourne and kind of put it into like a fragrance, a perfume. Yeah. So for example, one of them's called Out of Office. I love it because like inside the bottle, there's like the Melbourne City skyline. Mm. So it's like you've just finished work, you're clocked off for the day and you're going to have drinks with the girls or like you're gonna go sit at Arbury afloat like along the Yarra and it's to encapsulate the scent of like that experience. And
0: honestly, the scents also themselves are so beautiful. Like they're just, the bottles are currently sitting in here in the podcast room and it smells so nice in the room. Yeah, I also love that she sent her samples to kind of choose what scents we wanted. And I've been wearing my sample for like a week and I'm like, I love this smell. Like all my clothes smell really nice. Yeah. By the way, my one is called Intermission and it's all about the theater experience in Melbourne. And again, as Em explained, the bottle itself has a sticker which has the the name but from the other side of the bottle you can see the other side of the sticker and yeah. it's like
1: a really nice lovely theater yeah from the inside of the bottle something that I really love about her brand is that she's created something which is called a flight deck for example you want to purchase a perfume you've decided that but you don't know which scent you want you can actually get scent it's called a flight deck so it's got a sample as Gal just said of each different scent and you can test them all and decide which one you like it makes it
0: really risk-free S- so risk-free because but- how can you explain a small f- smell right exactly
1: she is such a lovely founder and i think she's like really created a niche in the fragrance market and also i love that it's melbourne represent
0: these fragrances smell stunning definitely go check her out we will leave links in the show notes absolutely and if you have If you are or have any friends who are female-founded Australian businesses, let us know.
1: Yeah, we'd love to connect. Yeah,
0: Em, should we get into some quick definitions on inflation? Let's do it. So the first thing we need to know about inflation is what... Is it right what actually is it? what is it in short inflation is a general rise in prices of goods and services across a national or global economy over a certain period of time mm-hmm. this generally occurs when there is a significant amount of excess money in the economy as we mentioned in the intro and this kind of pushes up demand levels in inflationary periods businesses are therefore kind of often able to really increase their prices without worrying about losing customers this is why for example the coffee that you bought in 2019 was $4. The same coffee is now $6 and you will still buy it because you actually have less power as a
1: buyer now. Less purchasing power. They have more power as the seller because of this so-called demand rise. Mm. Yeah, it's because of a decrease in the purchasing power of money. So the same amount of money will be able to buy fewer goods and services Mm. in the future due to the increase in prices. Inflation is basically measured as the rate of change of those prices. Whilst inflation may feel like a bad thing, it's actually really normal. And it's kind of a sign of a healthy economy. Mm. If you're looking between the 2 to 3% range, anything above that, which obviously we're experiencing now, is kind of not where you want to be. But obviously, economies need to rebalance themselves yeah, in certain so periods. Yeah, so I think that's
0: also important to know, right? Because inflation is so natural. Like, prices do change over years and years. Yeah. It's just the rate at which they're changing, aka after,
1: you know, the lockdowns, everything just skyrocketed. But then also like, obviously when our parents were working, they were earning a lot less money and that was relative to the time. Inflation was relative to the time. Yes, so were wages. So like there's so many different factors that play into inflation, which is why we kind of want to like try and explain it more simply. Yeah. But there's a lot to it.
0: Well, M said that a good healthy range is two to 3%. Currently the inflation rate in Australia is sitting at 6% and we're talking about the June 2023 quarter. This is the quarter that we'll be referring back to throughout this episode. So this is lower than the 7% annual rise that we saw inflation sitting out in the March 2023 quarter. So obviously they take these numbers every quarter. This marks the second consecutive quarter of lower inflation, also known as disinflation from the peak of overall 7.8% in the December 22 quarter. So I guess because inflation itself is dropping, it doesn't mean prices are not increasing. And that's kind of what we want to unpack here. Mm. Let's see how Australia actually med- inflation. How do we even get to this percentage? Yeah.
1: So Australia measures inflation using something called the Consumer Price Index, or CPI for short. So CPI is actually the most well-known indicator of inflation. And put in kind of simple terms, it measures the percentage of change in the price of a basket of goods and services consumed by households. Measuring inflation involves tracking the cost of a collection, or as we said, like basket of everyday goods and services over time. Mm. So you know, like for example, if you years ago a loaf of bread compared to now how much a loaf of bread is. Yeah. And we, we need we just want to make something really clear here. It's not the actual price, so like the cost of bread that they're yeah. measuring. CPI is not price. It's, an, it's a price index. So for example, the price index of bread might be 140 and price index of eggs might be like 180. This doesn't mean that eggs are more expensive than bread necessarily. It just means that the price of eggs has increased by more than the price of bread since a particular point in time.
0: Now, looking at current CPI numbers, so we're recording in August 2023, as we've mentioned, of course, inflation dropped for the year from 7% to 6%, but that doesn't mean that CPI is lower. CPI actually rose for the June quarter by 0.8%. So this means that, as I said, while everyday expenses such as rent and food continue to increase, the rate at which they are increasing is slowing. Again, this is probably what's causing all the headlines of inflation is dropping.
1: Mm we just want
0: to look a bit closer
1: yeah it's a bit convoluted like you can understand why people get confused by these terms yeah
0: and the best way to explain these things is really just the calculations around them so in australia cpi is calculated by the australian bureau of statistics the abs and they publish it once a quarter to calculate the cpi the abs collects prices for thousands of items which are then grouped into 87 categories and 11 groups every quarter the abs calculates the price changes of each of these items from the previous quarter, then they aggregate them and they work out the inflation rate for the quarter for kind of the CPI basket, as Em said before. Yeah. Just to kind of explain this a bit more, Em, do you want to walk us through what are these categories in the CPI basket? What What's included in it?
1: Yeah, so some of these categories include things like everyday things like housing food transport you know alcohol health insurance education think of the main things that we spend our money on those are like mostly they make up the category yes and
0: that's what the abs keeps tracking so like we always say like what's inflation based on well they're actually tracking how a price for a train ticket is what co- what's that costing and then what is what a house price is doing compared to last
1: quarter and you're and that's how they calculate inflation yeah uh, or cpi yeah and you're probably thinking well like how is this collected and like, how is it kind of mm. coordinated in a methodical way? Well, they collect prices from obviously a wide range of sources. You know, they've got so many different things to track. So you've got retailers, supermarkets, department stores. It also collects prices from government authorities, mm. energy providers, and real estate agents. And I
0: think I read somewhere that the ABS data only gets released every like five years or so so you just kind of count on them for all these calculations I
1: wonder why they don't they don't
0: publish publish it.
1: more often maybe it's because it's just so much
0: data yeah it is a lot of data for some items the ABS has access to data that allows it to record at prices frequently so again it's so much data so quickly for example think of scanner data from supermarkets they really give information about the price and the number of items that a consumer buys in one transaction for other items it records prices either monthly quarterly or annually for some things like they don't change that much in three months yeah in total the abs collects around 1 million prices each quarter that is so maybe much explains why
1: they don't release the data so much data basically it really allows them to get as you can imagine a pretty accurate overview of what things are costing at any given time so remember the 11 categories we had yeah. including household or like tobacco and alcohol transportation yeah so the cpi
0: basket the abs pretty much decides what the weight of each of these categories is in the CPI basket. But that can sometimes be a little give and take between households because some Australian households might have a car, others don't. Yeah. So that's something to consider. Not everyone is buying at the same rate.
1: Yeah. And something else that I saw, we didn't include it in this conversation, but I just want to bring it up is they only track people living in metropolitan areas. Like they've kind of excluded anyone in rural areas from the, the tracking, the they tracking. Don't track the, those prices, which makes me think there's obviously going to be some inaccuracies. It's really, it's really difficult to cover that much data now
0: something important to know when you're talking about inflation is australia's inflation target is usually expressed in terms of cpi inflation this is also known as headline inflation which you might have heard about another measurement of inflation though is referred to as underlying inflation Mm. so this refers to inflation with kind of one-off seasonal or volatile factors that can really have a particularly large price fluctuation on a certain good or service yeah so it's
1: like they're anomalies because like it's one event that happens that maybe impacts the price of a certain item. Yeah, it's a temporary factor. Did you want to give an example girl? So
0: for example, do you all remember well, I don't because I didn't live here at the time, but in 2006 (laughs) there was a tropical cyclone in Queensland which really affected banana crops. Cyclone Larry. Yeah, so as a result of this significant reduction in supply, the price of bananas temporarily increased apparently by 400%. This is a very situational inflation. Yeah,
1: as you can see it's like there was one weather event that caused a sudden influx in the price of bananas yeah at i mean the, time. the war in ukraine i'm sure is another one of those it is another thing that's important to note about cpi so the abs calculates cpi by excluding volatile items such as fruit vegetables and petrol these this is because their prices are usually very volatile so they're constantly changing and are su- affected by things like supply disruptions mm. unusual weather changes in how much like oil is supplied to the world market, they just don't include this in the CPI in- index. Which is kind of sad, because it's like, those are the things that are just so crazy Expensive. inflated. Yeah, but then it's it comes back to the argument, which we'll go into, but is it inflation, or is it, for example, supermarkets upselling? Yeah. Now, we
0: understand inflation hopefully, and how it's measured, at least as best as we can, but why should we care, and what does it mean for our everyday lives? Mm. Now, as we've said earlier, with lockdown's over and with the cash having really been injected into the economy through the stimulus payments and with people having saved a lot during lockdown like we didn't do as much during lockdown. Mm. I was just a couch potato. <laughs> the demand for goods and services means business owners are now charging more basically because they in inflationary periods like this yeah now this but as well as other factors so not just supply and demand as em alluded to before is causing the cost of living crisis for many Australians and this crisis is making daily life very difficult for a lot of people
1: yeah but even with people having saved a lot during lockdowns I wonder where those savings have gone because a lot of businesses for example are struggling this year people aren't spending as much money it's like true is it just a struggle with cost of living are people kind of holding on to their savings? I- I actually love that you said that because
0: I read somewhere that this surge in money in the economy is just not going to last that long. And it's probably worth seeing that. So after COVID and after lockdowns, like, okay, I have my stimulus payments and I have extra money because I didn't spend on going away or doing any certain
1: activity. But it's like that money also will run out because people at the end of the day do spend. Yeah. Let's look at food, for example. It's a necessity. It's a major household cost where, you know, we're going to the supermarket every single week, most of us. We need to eat. And most notably, it is sold through a sector dominated mostly by two large corporations, Coles and Woolworths. Yeah, this gives them a lot of power because they don't have much competition with
0: Australian households. Yeah,
1: but although annual food inflation has kind of eased to 7.5% in the June quarter, it is down from 8% in the March quarter, prices overall are still ridiculously high. Yeah, And they're continuing to rise just at a slower rate. Yeah, even though you think inflation's dropping, they're still continuing to rise, but not like they were rising at the beginning of this year. Yeah. So price increases in the June quarter were their highest for dairy products at fifteen point two percent. Crazy. As well as bread and cereals at eleven point six percent. Are you
0: seeing cereal like, prices right yes, now? Yes.
1: A box of cereal was was like ten or eleven dollars when yeah. I checked. I bought a box of Nutrigain because I just wanted to have a cereal. I Sometimes a cereal. you just got up. But it was half price. I was. I, I'm not paying eleven that much. For a box of cereal, like, are I mean, you
0: joking. I wanted to buy like a packet of kettle chips. It was eight dollars. It's Maybe, absurd. Maybe I think
1: it's down to six now, but it's it's absurd. Yeah. And not to mention chalk prices. Oh my god, don't get me started. That's actually due to a global shortage of cocoa because in regions in West Africa, there's kind of weather conditions that are making it not favorable for the cocoa plant to grow. That's more of like as so. We that's said underlying, before, inflation. It's underlying inflation. Underlying inflation because it's an isolated incident. Yeah. Although they are suggesting that. El Nino is going to affect the next season's crops. So, like, it is actually an ongoing weather crisis. Guys, stock up on your chocolate. That's another conversation. Stock up on your chocolate. It was just half price at Woolworths, but it's gone back <laughs> up now.
0: <laughs> when I read articles about food inflation, something interesting I found was basically supply chain issues obviously were a thing. You know, supply chain was getting really expensive for businesses. But what the big supermarkets did is they kept blaming inflation on supply chain and like oh it's so expensive for us to get this into mm. the store but a lot of these prices have already been covered by you know the rising prices they just kept increasing it because consumers don't know they don't really understand what inflation really is caused by so they're just like oh yeah supply chain makes
1: sense but it's also plausible because of what's just happened with the pandemic mm. like supply chains were impacted so for them to continue saying oh yeah supply chains are still being impacted that's a believable. Story now. Essentially, supermarkets are actually, in a sense, profiting
0: from Australia's cost of living crisis. This has been very debated online, but this is known as profit-led inflation, and it tends to concentrate itself, as I said, at the end of the supply chain, giving retail businesses the biggest bump in profit. So even though they've covered the supply chain, they've covered all those costs. Now they're selling it to the customer and saying it's an inflationary period. You're going to buy kettle chips for eight dollars. But
1: it's like, how should the the, consum- how the consumer? How the, the consumer doesn't know. To know? Like if I see a block of chocolate which is now sitting at like I think it's it's either six or eight dollars it's ridiculous I'm just like oh that's just inflation Like I didn't question that until I read this article Uh, until
0: we read that you know it's actually profit like it's called price gouging by supermarkets now when products and services rise in price by amounts outpacing any additional costs those businesses face that's when we kind of start to look and say maybe profiteering
1: is happening maybe Mm. the supermarkets are just adding some prices because they're gonna make profit fits out of it but profiteering isn't illegal although there are regulations kind of in place to prevent companies misleading consumers about the reasons for price rises it's not an illegal practice yeah. so like yeah they
0: can keep saying we're experiencing the effects of the pandemic but another good example which is not a supermarket here is flights and airlines I listened to an episode by the AFR on the fin and they were saying how Qantas and you know other airlines they're not going to be able to blame everything on supply chain for that much longer people are catching on and they're like okay come up with another excuse for these prices flights
1: are so expensive like i get it
0: it's really hard to order planes and there's a lot of shortage but like it's not the only reason yeah. people still need to have like an explanation of why prices just keep rising they were saying on that episode that a return flight to new york business class is
1: $21, That's insane. and like economy 6k prices are crazy i was looking at flights because i wanted to go to central america and mexico later this year and flights return is like three and a half thousand dollars like in normal times that would be like two grand obviously something else we want to make mention to is rent and it was like a big one that came up when we were researching at the moment demand is outweighing supply so you know landlords can really charge almost like what they want like Mm. I was going to inspections in Collingwood when I was looking to move from my place in Fitzroy and I heard people speaking to the agent and saying look we can offer another $100 per week we can pay 10 months in advance like that just Prices so many people out of the market, and there's such a shortage of of housing, and like it's it's really crazy right now. It's a constant balancing act, but also something we have to think about is that in normal times, landlords weren't always getting as much as they like initially asked for. So you know, like the price of a place might have been five hundred dollars per week, but they could only get I don't know. They they might not have even found a tenant, or a tenant offered Mm. a lot less money. It's just because there's such a shortage at the moment. But the reason there's a shortage is because mortgage repayments are really high and people that own houses are forced to sell and then what What do they have to do? They have to rent. That's And why, there's no
0: housing. There's, and there's like literally a shortage of a physical shortage of,
1: housing. There's a shortage of places
0: to rent. So rental prices overall have risen 6.7% annually. This is the
1: largest annual rise of rent since 2009. Oh God. So you, you don't only have to worry about purchasing a house but also renting, Living. even finding a place to rent. Like yeah. when I was looking oh again, God. How long did it take me to find a place? I was just
0: for you. Yeah. And like... Compare that to when I was looking for a place in like beginning of 2021,
1: the first place I applied for, I just got. Like yeah. there was so much more supply. Yeah, whereas when I was looking, it was about four months ago, there was nothing. My house and I had to jump on the place yeah. that we got. So we
0: were very lucky. So guys, what can we do about this? We will get to this in our next segment. Um, start us off. What can we do about price gouging, profiteering, profit-led inflation?
1: Oh, well, a bit of nothing, <laughs> but there's also a few things. <laughs> yeah firstly shop around don't mm-hmm. just assume that the two biggest supermarkets are going to offer you the cheapest price you know something that I was going to want to say to you is my housemate the other day went to Coles and Aldi because she was actually comparing prices she said that in, for a lot of items Coles was cheaper now than Aldi I found that as well but now I think we both shop at markets yes. which is firstly the quality of the produce is so incredible they last longer in the fridge I was going to say food lasts longer They're and are bigger it's, as well but I also love the experience of just going to the market and shopping like it makes it a bit more special than just rushing to the supermarket like you're kind of making a bit of a day of it and you get to support local that's like what you're I'm supporting gonna say. farmers you're supporting like local suppliers yeah
0: my friend actually gave me a little tip and this is for all our girlies that love making that weekly banana bread or oh banana muffin that's, that's me and my housemate <laughs> She said instead of like you know how like you need ripe bananas for banana bread like you can't make banana bread If they're not really ripe almost black. They're so much sweeter. They're so much sweeter. They 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 mash better She said go to the market and usually you can ask for like a bag of really ripe bananas Yeah, I need to confirm where she does this but she basically said like look for really ripe bananas She gets a bag of really ripe bananas that would have been either
1: thrown out or Mm, you know, she gets them for a dollar. And I'm, then that's her banana bread for the week. I'm worried for you to post this snippet because <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a, glo- we're going to create a shortage in Melbourne <laughs> a shortage of, of ripe banana, banana, of of r- r- right bananas, like really ready to eat bananas. Yum. She will listen to this
0: and she, she'll know what I'm talking about, but she's just said it so nonchalantly like, oh yeah, I just buy a bag of ripe bananas. I'm like, excuse me? That's genius. But another little clever tip for you in these times of inflation is don't buy the smaller quantity. And what I mean by that is sometimes what a brand will do is they'll sell you a bag of pasta the pasta will be 500 grams and they'll sell it for five dollars but then they'll sell you 400 grams for five dollars so you still think it's the same price but the amount is less you know how you sometimes you go to your favorite restaurants and you're like this entree used to be much bigger like it mm. used to be more on the plate same with like chocolate and, and the amount of grams in it like the price isn't changing the quantity is yeah and that's confusing for consumers because they see the same item for the same price they're not realizing that there's less in the packet
1: yeah and just something to add another tip that that made me think of is like sometimes at the supermarket there'll be like a 375 gram bag of pasta and a 560 bag gram mm. and like obviously the bigger one costs more but if you actually look at the cost per 100 yeah. grams it's lower. And also on the tickets like on the price tickets in supermarkets it usually says what it is per 100 grams yeah. so you can really start getting very savvy with that stuff. I always take note of that, that was something that I took from my mum mm. <laughs> I had another suggestion but this is obviously not financial advice so the rate of inflation is what around six to seven percent another thing that you can do is invest your money to try and beat the rate of inflation again not financial advice but but, talk us through it well if you think about it like keeping your money in a bank account right now that's earning five percent interest which is what my bank is doing it's not beating the rate of inflation i'm actually losing money because okay the interest is five percent but inflation is seven to six to seven percent so the I'm not making any of that money We're actually
0: all losing money. We're actually all
1: losing money. So if you want to, I mean, it's a good tip in general, invest your money. It can generate. Just not have
0: it just in cash. Yeah. Not
1: have it just in cash, but it can generate higher earnings than just keeping it in a bank account. Yeah. Seriously. I really like that. I think
0: that's a really important one to look at, especially because we all want to be financially independent. Financial literacy with investing is so important. Like as a first step, go listen to investing podcasts, read investing books, know what's going on, in the market because your money is frankly losing value in
1: cash yeah and it's one thing to know what inflation is but then like actually actioning that and making sure that you're financially safe during these times is really important
0: Now, we spoke about what we can do as consumers, but what is the Reserve Bank of Australia doing about all of this? Well, the RBA is trying to decrease inflation. That's really their job, to kind of manage money in the cash rate. So they're increasing interest rates as this makes people put the brakes on their spending. Of course, a lot of spending makes prices go up like we saw in airfare, you know, mm. things like that. And supply and demand can reach a more stable level if the RBA does this. Now, their job is to get inflation down and it is starting to decrease, as we said. However, they think it won't get there until mid 2025. That's so inflation just... is likely here to stay for the next couple of years. Such a harsh reality to face. Overall, with inflation, of course, as consumers, the only thing we can do is really just manage who we buy from, how much we buy, what we will say yes to. Is supporting Where more- priorities
1: are. Yeah, but also support local. Like, that's kind of why we wanted to feature a female-founded business in this episode. Like, Mm. that's why we want to support, like, going to the markets to purchase your produce. Like, we actually need to keep our local businesses afloat. Yeah,
0: We don't want to see any more police signs everywhere. Anyway, we really hope that you got something out of this inflation Mm. episode. We know it's a lot sometimes with all the facts and the numbers, but I personally think it's really important to understand because as we saw in the episode, consumers actually don't really know why prices are rising yeah so it's really important to be across this information
1: yeah we really wanted to kind of help you all see through the fog Mm. of those catchy headlines yeah so thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you in our next episode bye
0: you have been listening to a clever media production Clever Media acknowledges the traditional owners of the land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. We pay our deepest respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Like this episode? Let us know about it. And don't worry, we have plenty more. So hit that subscribe button and listen wherever you get your podcasts. But want to take it that little bit further from your ears to your eyes? Then go find us as Clever Women Co. on TikTok and Instagram for that extra clever content we know you'll love. Catch you next time.